Are you ready to take control of your wealth and design the life you envision for yourself and your family? Welcome to Wealth of Insight with Austin Wittenberg from Wittenberg Wealth Partners. Austin guides you through the entire planning process to help you build a plan that seeks to protect your financial future. He empowers you with creative investment opportunities and planning ideas to help you understand and achieve your long-term goals. It's time to gain confidence in your financial future. Now, onto the show. Many people will tell you that life insurance is just for when you die. But while there is more to it than that, insurance can be daunting. Term, whole, indexed, variable. What's the difference? Does it matter? What would be right for you? Well, your host, Austin Wittenberg, has a guest this show who will help break down the mystery that is life insurance. So, Austin, why don't you tell us about Andy Brim? All right, we've got Andy joining us today. Thanks for joining us, Andy. Thank you for having me, Austin. So, Andy is the regional sales vice president with Dixon Wells, and he is my go-to resource for all questions life insurance. Anytime a client needs life insurance, we, we lean on Andy and his team to run quotes, survey the landscape of the marketplace and figure out what's going to be best for our clients. So Andy, why don't you give us just a minute or two on your history, how you got into the insurance industry and a little bit about Dixon Wells. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Austin. Um, as Austin mentioned, I do work with Dixon Wells and Dixon Wells is a independent life, long-term care and disability insurance brokerage agency. We work with financial advisors throughout the country. Most of them are independent financial advisors. However, we do work inside of some banks. I tell people that we are what I would call a solutions-based provider of life insurance. And what I mean by that is um, when Austin comes to us with a situation from one of his clients or prospective clients, our uh, loyalty is with Austin and with that client. Uh, while we do work with a number of carriers and we work with carriers that probably everybody on this podcast has heard of, the Lincolns and the John Hancocks and Prudentials of the world, at the end of the day, what we're looking to do at Dixon Wells is try to provide Austin and his clients the best possible solution, regardless of where it comes from. So I like to tell people we're very carrier agnostic. Um, just looking for that best solution. I have been in the financial services industry um, for nearly 30 years. And, and when I say that, I have a hard time believing that, but that is absolutely true. I have been serving the role that I am currently in as a uh, life insurance brokerage wholesaler for about 15 years. So about half of my career in financial services has been spent helping, like, helping folks like Austin and his team there. Uh, out with their life in LTC and in uh, disability insurance. Awesome. Well, you know, and we'll probably ought to have a, a whole other episode on disability insurance, probably long-term care, mm -hmm. right? So you may be a, a frequent guest here, but I thought we'd start with life insurance. You know, everybody knows somebody who's tried to sell them some life insurance or they, you know, they get some through work. There's just a lot going on in this industry. And, you know, you've got the... Dave Ramsey's of the world that are, you know, buy the cheapest term you can get and invest the difference. You've got other companies who are yep. promoting some of the, the type of products Patrice mentioned there in the open, whether it's whole life, indexed life, universal, variable universal life. There's a lot of jargon. So we're going to try to keep this episode at a jargon minimum, but 
you know, this insurance industry and the, is just really broad and each client situation may call for a different approach. And that's really why, mm -hmm. you know, we approach this with the heart of a financial planner. I think sometimes people think of the old insurance salesman in the fancy pinstripe suit with the slick back hair, trying to sell yeah. them the biggest possible premium they can, can sell. Right. But we're really out to figure out what's going to be the best, what's in the best interest of our clients, which is really why we like to lean on you. So why don't we start with, you know, with the business that advisors like myself are bringing to you and to Dixon Wells, what sort of mix do you see between term versus some of these other more permanent products? Yeah. And that's a good question. And I think that, you know, obviously a logical place to start is with term insurance. I think most folks, when they begin to look at life insurance as a, a solution they need to get, it, they look at term because term is the most inexpensive form of life insurance. What's interesting about term is that marketplace as a whole has really evolved really at light speed over just the pandemic. And, and I think what we've seen in the term arena is a lot of carriers have really become a lot more accessible from an underwriting standpoint. We've seen a lot more cases go accelerated underwriting. And we've seen the term marketplace really pick up a lot of steam. I would say that from a business percentage standpoint, we probably get 60 to 70% of the business that we get here at Dixon Wells from term insurance. Like I said, it, it's, it's a, it's a, product that really lends itself well to people that are just looking at life insurance as something they might need, whether it's a young family just starting out that wants to protect an income or you know, make sure that their children are taken care of if something should happen. Term insurance just really seems to be um, the way that people kind of get started with life insurance. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably the way that we, well, it's definitely where, where we start, right? Where I'm a, a big advocate of having life insurance. I think most people are underinsured, you know, they they take whatever they get from their job, which is, I don't know, maybe two to three times salary, maybe they can buy a little bit extra, but there's not a whole lot of thought into how much do I really need? And, and some of those kind of things. So I want, you know, we'll get into that later, but term is definitely, you know, where we see it's just simple, it's easy and cheap, right? So it's yep. just really simple and, and cheap. So, so it's a good place to start, but you know, so that leaves 30, let's just say 30 to 40% of the business that you're doing in some of those, those other products. So what uses are you seeing when a permanent product comes up? Because, you know, candidly, it's going to be a higher premium, the expenses are going to be yeah. higher. How are you seeing those products used? Yeah, and that's another marketplace that's kind of evolved um, at light speed over the last few years. Um, those products are primarily used to provide uh, your clients with a death benefit that they can't outlive. That's the purpose of permanent life insurance. Um, whereas term is for a certain term, just as the name would indicate, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it might be. Permanent life insurance is something that you wanna put in place for the rest of your life. Generally speaking, when we design a, a permanent life insurance plan, for our advisors, we'll design that plan to run to the client's age 105. 
and people always chuckle and say, well, there's no way I'll live to 105. Almost but, everybody you know, says, we want, I hope not, right? I don't, right, right. I hope not. <laughs> but we want to make sure, we want to make sure we have our bases covered. I had said that that, that marketplace has really changed over the last few years. And it has. And, and what I mean by that, due to the prolonged low interest rate environment, life insurance companies have really changed their permanent product offerings. So there's a number of different options out there when it comes to permanent life insurance. The best advice I can give people when I'm, you know, whether I'm at a cocktail party or whatever it might be, and people ask me, you know, what they should do when it comes to life insurance, if they're looking for a permanent solution, especially, is it's, it's vitally important that you sit down with your financial advisor, sit down with somebody like Austin and have the conversation. You know, you always want to find out. I tell everybody that I speak with about this, you know, you want to be able to find out what your need is and, and sit down and have that conversation with, with the financial advisor. What is the need that we're trying to take care of? And then what our budget is, because just like you mentioned, Austin, term insurance is cheap. And it's great because it's cheap, but it only runs for a term. So if you're looking for that permanent solution, there's a number of options out there, but it's got to fit within that budget of yours, obviously. And, and that's where a good financial advisor like Austin is vitally important. Yeah. And, you know, when we when a new client hires us, one of the first things we do is review the insurance that they have. And a lot of the times, and I think a lot of people have had experience with this, that when they were young, they went to a you know, a seminar or somebody came and you know, mm -hmm. medical professionals presented at their school and there was, they sold them this product that, you know, was for lack of a better word, uh, guaranteed, right. Or they, they made all these random illustration and did all this stuff that made it look like that insurance was the best and only solution to fit those needs. And what we're finding more and more is clients like some flexibility. They, want better access maybe to their funds or whatever it may be that giving, approaching it from that planning standpoint, figuring out what's going to be the best. Maybe that's a combination of both, right? So I've got a, a number of clients that have said, look, I've got kids at home for the next 20 years. I'm in the prime earning years of my life. I may need $3 million of coverage or whatever the number is, right? That's the, depending on their budget and situation. Mm -hmm. So I need a lot of insurance right now, but going beyond that, I may not need as much. So why don't we look at 500,000 that I know is going to be in force forever, whether I die at 40, 50 or 95 or 105. But while my kids are at home, you know, my spouse is going to need some extra to take care of it. So it's, it's having those kind of conversations that's more, you know, just putting it back on the client and what's going to be in their best interest as opposed to you know, if, if insurance is your only, the only arrow in your quiver, you're trying to jam as much money in there as, as possible. So right, right. You know, do you, do you see other, you know, is, is that a pretty common approach that you're seeing sort of that? It's a very common approach. Some term, yeah, some it's permanent. very common. It is. And, and, you know, having worked with you, I think you know this, but when we, when we do have the initial discussion and if the, if the solution we're looking to provide you and your client is going to be a term insurance policy, oftentimes what we'll do, especially for younger clients that are just starting out, have younger children at home, is we will look to put in place a term product that has very good conversion features so that 
as their situation changes 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they have the ability to convert that term insurance to permanent insurance. So we want to give you and your clients options. So, yeah, I mean, the scenario you just described is, is, is very common. The, the only thing I would add to that is you brought it up just a few minutes ago. Unfortunately, and I'm sure you've seen this with a number of your new clients and prospective clients, the vast majority of life insurance policies that are sold throughout this country, once they're put in place and once they're sold to the client, the agent oftentimes disappears or doesn't really update the client as to the situation of that policy. And that is vitally important. And I, I really feel strongly that financial advisors are doing their clients a disservice if they're not asking, at least asking about their life insurance coverage. And then hopefully taking the time to do an analysis of that policy and make sure it fits within the plan that, that you're putting together. Yeah, life insurance and similar to a financial plan. It's, you know, we we have you guys prepare all these pretty illustrations of how these things can work. We choose an assumed rate of return on the permanent side of things, right? We we think right. this policy will perform at this rate, but the reality of it is as soon as the client walks out the door, that illustration is almost invalid because things have changed, right? And so it requires, yep. it really does require that that maintenance and checking in each year. Right. And, you know, so as, as much as this is a life insurance discussion, I'm, I really try to every life insurance discussion we have with our clients is based in their financial plan. You know, that's how we can right. help them decide how much they need. You know, so we've got some tools, you know, general rule of thumb. You know, I think people say, well, you should have about 10 times your, your income, but mm -hmm. we can look at things. What if you want to pay off your mortgage or what if you want to pre-fund your children's college education, whatever, whenever it may be, right. We right. can look at the different scenarios and that's where maybe even sometimes this combination approach can make a lot of sense, depending on the goal. Do we just need a cheap term solution or, or that more, more permanent solution. Right. And then inside that world, there's all sorts of other things. We, you know, I don't know. We need to get into the details today, but you know, I recently was working with a client who that's exactly what he thought. He thought, you know, I, I know I need more while my kids are young, but I want to make sure that if I, something does happen to me 30 years from now, 40 years from now, that there still is some look, some cash that my family is able to access quickly. And, you know, I guess as an added benefit, it comes tax-free. Right. And yeah. so, so we're really trying to focus on on that plan, figuring out what's going to be the best solution for that client. Yeah. And, and the beauty of, of, you know, the world that I operate in and, and you in turn operate in too, is that it's, we work with over 20 different life insurance companies and all of them have strengths and, and many of them have weaknesses, but it, it's great to work with that many companies because what we are able to do is, is like, if you use that client as an example, is we can custom fit a solution to their, to, to their situation. And if that's what they want, you know, they want to leave a legacy behind, but they also want to protect their income. You know, we can definitely design a plan and help you design a plan that'll fit them perfect. Yeah. And maybe counterintuitively, what, what I'm seeing, and I, uh, I'm interested in your perspective on this, is that oftentimes our higher net worth 
clients are the ones who are spending the most money on insurance, which, you know, in my mind is a little bit backwards because they've got other assets and things, but I think they just mm. understand, you know, to a certain extent, there's some, some leverage that you can get off your dollar if you, if you approach it the right way. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. And, and what I think you're referring to there is, is a strategy that a lot of our higher earners uh, utilize. And, and we've seen this strategy be incredibly popular for a while now. And that is basically utilizing the feature within a life insurance policy, uh, whereby you can access the policy's cash surrender value as tax-free loans. Generally speaking, what we'll see some of our higher earning clients do is they'll really look to overfund a life insurance policy during their peak earnings years and try to build up that cash surrender value as high as they can. And then when they retire uh, or whenever they want to, you know, they want to access the cash surrender value within that policy as a tax-free loan and help that supplement the retirement income. It's a strategy, like I said, that's been very, very popular with higher earners for years now. And, and we do see a lot of business in that area. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of those things that needs to be managed and th thought through. And that's where what I've seen with a, a handful of clients, that that's where they started, not realizing, hey, there's gonna be surrender periods, this is really, if you're trying to, you know, you really give up access to your money for 10 years or so. A lot of the, you know, most, I'd say most commonly that 10 year surrender period. So they ended up, whoever they, they spoke to originally just said, you know, you've got a thousand extra dollars a month to save. Let's just put that all in the insurance policy. But it right. really can be a strategy that works, but it takes some time and some massaging and making sure that, you know, you're not, over invest, you know, over investing there similar to we want to be diversified across stocks, bonds, real estate, etc. Insurance, you know, fits into that bucket and just making sure we've got the right amount allocated there because it's not as flexible, right? That's I think what gets missed oftentimes is mm -hmm. this is it it's a solution that can work, you know, whether it's depending on the product, there may be floors and caps to the investment rate of return or you know depending right. on on what we're doing it's just more complicated than hey put your money here and this illustration says it's going to grow at five or six percent or whatever percent every year and in 20 years you open it up again right it takes a little bit more monitoring than than that oh 100 i did a call with another one of my advisors and he asked me to to jump on a call with one of his clients where we were talking to him about this strategy, uh, the overfunding of a life insurance policy. And what I told this advisor's client and what I share with a lot of my advisors is, if, if you were to invest a sizable amount of your portfolio into a bunch of mutual funds or some separately managed accounts or some ETFs or whatever it might be, you wouldn't dream of investing a sizable amount of your portfolio in those investments and then walking away and never looking at them again until retirement. Right. If you had 15 years to retire, you would never dream of that. Most people check on those things daily or you know, weekly or you know, monthly, whatever it might be. You have to treat your life insurance policy the same way. And a lot of times we're talking about a sizable amount of money 
from a premium standpoint, and then also a very sizable amount of money from a death benefit standpoint. Every single year at the anniversary date of that policy, you absolutely have to sit down with your financial advisor and go through it. You, you just, you're doing yourself a disservice, and people that don't do that oftentimes get themselves into bad situations later on in life, right at the time that they can't afford to get themselves into a bad situation. Right. So, yeah. And I think that's why, you know, certainly our approach, and I think a lot of people's approach has shifted to that more, let's just buy the cheapest thing we can do and invest the difference because it just keeps it a little more simple, but there are some powerful things that you mentioned, right? The sort of the tax treatment of those dollars can be really powerful if mm-hmm. it's managed effectively where you, you know, like you mentioned, you can take it out tax-free. And then once you start taking it out again, it requires even more monitoring to make sure you don't run into sure. to any issues there. So it does get really complicated, but that's why, like you're mentioning, you know, with our clients, we want to take a look at that stuff as often as possible including it in their plans so that we never get too far off base and get to a point where it can't be rescued or it becomes really expensive to get it back to maybe where clients thought it was going to be originally. Yeah. No, you absolutely have to. And it's, you know, I mentioned it a few moments ago, but the vast majority of policies, unfortunately, that that are purchased by clients really aren't monitored by the financial advisor that sold it and by the client themselves. So it's something that's completely necessary and I highly recommend. All right. In the last few minutes here, I want to just touch on a couple things. And and like I mentioned, we may end up having to do some more episodes on this, but one of the other places we've seen a lot of traction with and a lot of use for life insurance is going to be in with business owner clients. Um, mm-hmm. you know, more often than not, if there's multiple owners of a business, they're going to have some sort of agreement between the two that says, if you die, this is what happens or, and vice versa. Right. But right. what we're finding is a lot of the time, those, they have these documents in place that says what to do, but there's no money to make it happen. So that buy right. sell planning is really something we're starting to, to focus on making sure that business owners are, are protected that way. You know, how, how much of your business would you say is, is business owner related like that? Yeah, more and more every day. I think that you bring up the scenario you just brought up with business owners that might have a partner is very, very common. Uh, oftentimes they have an agreement. Maybe the agreement's outdated. Maybe they don't have something to fund the agreement, just like you mentioned. Um, sometimes they don't have the proper beneficiaries for the life insurance policy that's there to fund it. There's all yeah. different types of... <laughs> I just, I'm sorry to, to chuckle there, but you know, I, I can't even tell you the t- things we've seen with ex spouses mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just other things like that, that just get missed. Right. And that, yeah. You know, um, it just, you know, it's, it's interesting to see because, you know, as we mentioned on, on previous podcasts, you know, people are doing different times at different for different reasons based on different advice and then they do it and they right. forget to forget to go back. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's common. We see it a lot. And, you know, to get back to your, your initial question, um, I think the carriers in, in, in particular, the, the larger carriers really see the business owner space as being vitally important. And just that there's a number of ways that life insurance can assist business owners. 
whether it's to fund a buy-sell or to help them with retirement income or to maybe ensure some of their key employees that are so vital to a small business, the, the tools and resources that are at your disposal as an advisor from the carriers is just tremendous. And, and I've seen that area grow by leaps and bounds just within the last five to seven years. Yeah, it's certainly something that's becoming more and more important to us as we're working with those clients, making sure that all of their foundations, you know, all their, their bases are covered, right? We always, yeah, from a planning standpoint, we're building a foundation for the what ifs. What if I die? What if I get disabled? What if I get divorced? What if I sell my business? Or what if my business partner dies or whatever it is, right? Life insurance mm-hmm. can can fit and help with a lot of those objectives. And that's where, you know, again, why I wanted to have this discussion today is what are the uses yeah. for these permanent products? What are the uses for term? How can they fit? And how do I make sure I've got the right one? Because I bought some when I was young because it was cheap, but is it still the right, mm-hmm. right fit for me today? And so that's, you know, I appreciate you coming on today to, to talk through some of those things and, um, you know, like I said, there's, there's certainly a lot of other areas we're going to want to get into in future podcasts. So thanks for listening today. If, if you have any questions about if you have the right kind of life insurance, or you'd like to learn more, please check out our website, wittenbergwealth.com, or you can text me 801-839-7056. Please remember to subscribe to the Wealth of Insight podcast and share with your friends and family. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Wealth of Insight podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Stratos Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor. Stratos Wealth Partners and Wittenberg Wealth Partners are separate entities from LPL Financial. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wittenberg Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.